With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. Oh, morale is high. Got a lot of things to talk about, and Fritzy's not here today. Who's got it better than we do? Not as no, nobody. Sure. Wait, what's what's wrong? I think, like Fritzy, we're not supposed to be enjoying it. <coughs> oh. Okay. Th- those are the rules, according to Fritzy. Oh, because of the uh, religious Yom Kippur, he's not supposed to be celebrating. Yes. Well, that's Fritzy who's not celebrating. He's not supposed to be doing anything fun. So we're solidarity. We're also not going to have oh. fun. Today. Oh, oh, uh, well, I didn't get there the memo. There won't be a single laugh on this whole show today. Okay. No, that's right. tomorrow when Fritzy's back. Okay. <laughs> oh, my bad. Oh, let's see. Blow it. Now we all have to. It's over. Yep. It's over. Freak is over. It is over. Uh, Aaron Judge has done it. Segway. As uh, he hit number 62. And if you've been waiting for that moment when you can kind of kick Barry Bonds to the curb, you got it last night, right? In your mind. The new single season home run record, at least for the Yankees. And a right-handed hitter, it belongs to Aaron Judge. If you uh, go to danpatrick.com, we celebrate the moment there at uh, danpatrick.com. A lot of great things there. Uh, Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Yes, Fritzy is off today for the uh, religious holiday, but he will be back tomorrow, which sounds like a threat. Michael Kay was on the call for the Yankees last night, and he will join us coming up in an hour from now. This is how it sounded last night. Judge hitting 310 after the one hit in game one. Case closed. 
What judge has done this season is more impressive than we've uh, seen in recent memory. It's a remarkable season, still plenty of controversy surrounding the single season record. And it's a complex history because Major League Baseball made it complex. Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Roger Maris, Babe Ruth. And in the world of sports, we love to compare all-time greats. We love to compare generations. But after a while, it's like, okay, LeBron and Michael Jordan. You're not changing your mind. It's like politics. You're not changing your mind. And when it comes to the all-time home run champ, maybe you're not changing your mind either. Arguments to be made for both sides or all sides with the single season home run record, but what Judge has done is remarkable. So instead of arguing over stats and generations and players who played in different decades, how about we do something different? How about we just enjoy the moment? An incredible season by Aaron Judge. If you don't want to get into the weeds here on who's the all-time single-season home run champ, that's okay. And even if you do, just remember, celebrate. Because it was a remarkable moment for him. And a lot of pressure on him as well. Because there was nobody going neck and neck with him. You know, McGuire and Sosa had each other to be uh, spurred along. Uh, Press conferences every day. Uh, But Judge trying to do it. You're trying to win a division. Now trying to go for a triple crown. You're a Yankee trying to do it as a Yankee. Now it becomes bigger than life. But you've bet on yourself. Free agency looming. You got the playoffs here. Are you going to stay a Yankee? So there was a lot going on. Were pitchers going to pitch to him? The Rangers said they were going to pitch to him. They did. And he ended up hitting the home run. Yeah, Seton. Not to be Debbie Downer. Oh, no. Here we go. (laughs) But part of me, while over the last like week or two, has been, and then last night, again, it hit me, like, why are we making such a big deal out of this? Well, because he's a Yankee. I mean, I get all of the reasons that you just laid out. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, you're like, there it is! History has been made! We have a new American League home run leader! Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's cool to see. It's, it hasn't happened very often that somebody hits 62 home runs in a season. But it's think, not the record. I think it's because we feel like what we saw was real. That's it. Yeah, but I, I definitely watched Barry Bonds hit a ton of home runs. I know, but how real was it? Yes, he did hit those home runs. Lance Armstrong won those Tour de France's. McGuire hit those home runs. Sosa hit those home runs. But are they real? How yep. real? Every single one of them. They were enhanced home runs. This just feels like, hey, my conscience is clear. Now I can go, Aaron Judge is the single-season home run champ. But this is where it gets tricky. And then we don't enjoy what the moment was or is. And you're right. Maybe this is is a let's clean the slate. Now we're okay. It's like uh, Albert Pujols. Hey, what we're watching, that's real. We can celebrate that. I don't know if it's real. I hope it is. But I hope McGuire was real. I hope Sosa was real. I knew Bonds wasn't real, but this is a moment where I think as a baseball fan, you look at it and you go, that's remarkable. That's a big, big deal to do what he did. Now, you can say, well, other guys hit more home runs. They did. Those guys who hit more home runs are not going to be in the Hall of Fame. So there's something attached to that. This feels like what you saw was real. And as a sports fan, that's what you want. I mean, if we want fiction, we can find fiction. 
Sports, we want nonfiction. We want to know that's real, what we saw. Yeah, Paul. I heard Buster Olney, the baseball reporter this morning, say, I want to get, get on record. Oh, Barry Bonds is the all-time home run king. But what Aaron Judge did is more impressive because there is steroid testing. There's consequences if you get caught. Also, he uh, is doing it against the lowest hitting time in the recent generation. Like, it's harder to get on base now. It's harder to make contact. And the balls, people are saying, have been uh, deadened in some way. Yeah. So he says it's more impressive what he did, but he doesn't consider him the home run king. And I know a lot of people want to point out and say this is the greatest season of all time. I have more of a problem with people trying to, you know, somehow classify this as the greatest single season of all time. That's hard to do because I don't even know if it's better than what Shohei Otani did last year. And granted, he didn't play in any important games, but he still did something that's never been done before in the history of the game. We've had triple crown winners. Nobody's done what Otani did. And then you go back in history there's a lot of great individual performances. Here's Aaron Judge on what it felt like hitting number 62. Aaron, after you hit 61 in Toronto, you said that it was a relief to have that past you. How much of a relief is this one? Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's a big relief. You know, I think everybody can finally sit down in their seats and watch the ball game. You know, it's, uh, it's been a... Uh, been a fun ride so far, you know, getting a chance to do this with the team we got, the guys surrounding me, you know, the constant support. If you watch the highlight and the people behind home plate as Judge is getting ready to swing, there is a girl who's taking drink orders <laughs> and she walks in front of a couple of women and she's probably saying, uh, can I get you a beer, gin and tonic? And get there! You know, they're like look, looking around her. Craning their necks. Yeah, like, yeah. Wait, what's going on? You would think that they would say to this poor girl who's taking drink orders, don't go out there while Aaron Judge is at the plate. I paid $15,000 yeah. for these seats, and now I can't see. And the guy who caught the ball uh, gave the ball back to Aaron Judge. I, I don't know that that's true. We're trying to find it. It appears he went back and talked to the Yankees mm. or got it verified. Mm. But there's mixed reports on whether he walked with it or not. Oh, okay. Did you see the actual catch? Yeah. So there was a guy in a Yankee jersey and about three or four other people like in direct line where they don't even have to move for the yeah. ball. Yeah. The guy who ended up catching it, it appears he's right-handed. I'm sorry, left-handed. So he's got the mitt on his right hand. He looked like a pretty good-sized guy. I'm going to go about 6'1", about 210. Is he, he as big as Frankie Lasagna? About that same size. Okay. He goes across, kind of does a little bit of a shoulder, mm. and puts his mitt in front of the three people and just mm. steals it legally. Mm. It's a mm. hell of a play. Mm. Okay. Uh, there was a guy who jumped out of the stands, too, and, and I thought it was a smart move on his part. Um, I, I don't know if that's 10 feet, but uh, I guess – He's okay. There's an injury update, and uh, I guess he's okay. He jumped down just in case the guy who was going to try to catch the ball dropped it. It went down in between the fence and the stands. That's his. He's got it. And I guess the estimates were around $2 million for that baseball. Yes, Seton. Did we just do a poll question last week about, like, would you break your ankle yeah. to get that ball or yes. something? That yeah. guy may have really put that to the test. Yes, yes. He looked like he was willing to do that. But you can see him. You know, he's got to make, you know, a calculated move here that he sees it. And, you know, the ball's not a deep home run. And once the ball is in the air, he gets ready to leap down to the field 
and he was going to clean it up. He he had uh, he had that whole area. Very very smart, calculated move there by him. But uh, the ball didn't go down. Stayed in the guy's glove. Yes, Paul. Yeah, that fan was kind of like the trailing receiver on a Hail, Hail Mary. Mm. Hopefully, it gets batted and you pick up the scraps mm. and take it in for the winner. I love it. Yeah, All right. So, Judge hit 62. I guess he's going to play today because he's trying to win the Triple Crown. And uh, these games all start by 4 o'clock today. And then it'll be over. And then we got playoff baseball coming up. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. We say good morning if you're watching on Peacock, our streaming partner, or you're on Chat Row, or listening on our radio affiliates around the country. iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio. Poll question today, Satan O'Connor. This is a smoking hot Paul Pabst poll whoa, question. Whoa, whoa. Paul, do you want to deliver this? All right, I was thinking about this today. All right. Whose career oh. would you want? You get his career, what's happened so far. And what's going to happen? And to answer quickly, Aaron Judge or Shohei Otani? Shohei Otani. You're an angel. You might yes, be an I am. angel for a long time, which means you don't play in October ever. Show, Shohei Otani. Or a Yankee who's got 62 home runs playing in the postseason again. Shohei Otani. All right. Sitting on a lottery ticket. Aaron Judge hadn't played in the World Series either. Uh, he's played in meaningful games. That's true. Shohei Otani's got one more year. He's going to get paid $30 million. And then now what are you going to pay him? Because you can make, if, if I'm his agent, you can make a case he's two players. Does he get two salaries? If he's an all-star at both, what would two players, two all-stars get? Is he going to get at least $50 million a year? And then you go, uh, hey, what are you basing this off of? Shohei Otani, because there's nobody else in the history of the game like him. But Aaron Judge, uh, at his age, what he has next, does he want to stay with the Yankees? Michael K is going to join us next hour. What, what kind of impact does this season have on Aaron Judge's future as a Yankee? Because that's what I want to know. If you win the World Series, if you don't win the World Series, uh, they didn't pay you initially, and then you did have to bet on yourself. The Giants, hometown team, going to be ready to pony up because that's a faceless franchise. And Aaron Judge, probably going to have a few teams that are going to be bidding on his services. Uh, yes, Seaton. Do you think if the Yankees were to win the World Series this year, would that make it more or less likely that Aaron Judge stays or leaves? I would say more likely... But I don't even know what, how much more is more. I don't know if it's like 25% chance he'll leave or 50% chance. But I think if you do set the record, you win a World Series, that the Yankee fans can't begrudge you. You did everything you, you were going to do, hoped to do, and then some. Like you, you outperformed. But if he leaves, it does... T- take away some of that. Yes, it does. Because he's sitting, he has that lottery ticket in his pocket yeah. right now, but he also has sort of that thing that you can't buy, which maybe, you know, True. growing up a Yankee fan, it, maybe I make more of it, but that sort of Yankee immortality but that what you, if you he, live on forever. But what if you grew up a Giants fan and now you've done everything you can for the Yankees and then didn't, weren't they the New York Giants? And now they're the San Francisco Giants, and now you could go play for them. Yes, Marv. 
It's not the Yankees, though. You're right. Uh, the Braves won the National League East. Was it back in, like, July or August I heard from Mets fans? Man, we're running away with it. It's over. It's over. Wrap it up. <laughs> the Grom. It's over. Oops. Oops. When they lose a 13-and-a-half game lead? Oops. Yes, Marv. Whoops. Barry in Santa Fe on line one. Oh. He's somewhere. Oh. Uh, you know, it was all going to fall into place. Yep. Hey, you know, we got two great pitchers. When you get to the postseason, we got guys who've done it before. And I go, okay. There are a few things better than watching all of New York City rally around the Mets and be like, I told you this is a Mets city. This is a Mets town. And oh, wait, no, it's not. They got 100 wins. They don't have 102 wins. No, they don't. They needed 102. And and New Yorkers want the Mets. The media, it feels like they just want the Mets to be relevant. And... And look, maybe they'll get to the World Series. But that's where you go, we got DeGrom, we got Scherzer, we're going to win. We can take two out of three from the Braves, and then you didn't. Yes, Mark. What was the feeling in New York City during like the 86, 87, 88 Mets when they were really, really good and the Yankees were really, really bad? Was it like this is a Mets city or is it it's oh, a no, Mets it city? A Mets for city. The- no. The Mets had stars. They were successful. They were out on the town. They were controversial. You had Gooden and Strawberry. Kid Carter, the Yankees were down. It was a big deal. That, like, you know, 83, 84 through 87, it just felt like, and they should have won more. I mean, they, they were their own worst enemies, you know, because they went hard. They, they, except for Ray Knight and Gary Carter, it felt like everybody else was out every single night. Yes, Pauling. Also, 1982 to 1984, the New York Yankees didn't make the postseason once. Mm. They were irrelevant. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app, by searching FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Chris in Syracuse. Hi, Chris. Hey, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, I understand... uh, Tyler's telling me Fritzy's off today, so I just wanted to throw maybe a, a Fritzy uh, mock headline or something. Wait, wait, wait. This, this isn't the Chris in Syracuse. Yeah, it is, Dan. Whoa! This is better than the 62 home runs. Yes! Yes! Oh, the, the legend, the, the, the person who sets the example of how to be a caller to a sports show, Chris in Syracuse. Thanks, thanks a lot, Dan. How you been? I've been I've been well. I've got a, as you know me, I'm, a, I'm better than anybody. I'm a routine person, and I, I have a new routine where I'm out in the morning, so I'm usually gone by ten or so. So I do catch a little bit of the show, and once in a while, there's a day I'm home and I'm eating, and I'll turn it on. So, yeah, I really enjoy it. And the okay. eight nine years of that, yeah, it was just awesome how you tr- how you treat all the callers, but how you treated me and made me feel special. And yeah, it was just it was one of the best. Uh, yeah, you guys are great. Okay, yeah. so why today that you called? Well, I'm like a moth to light. Like, Fritzy, I, I, I wanted to give him a mock headline, so I'm like, i got to get a hold of him. <laughs> I was trying it early this morning. You, you know me. So I'm like, I, I haven't heard this one. It sounds really good. And then Tyler told me Todd's off because of Yom Kippur. So once before I had something I thought was unique, and I, I didn't really want to go on, and I felt, you know, I don't know. And so Tyler said, well, just hold for a little while and see, because I don't have to leave till, till a little before 10. So I appreciate you getting me in. So, yeah, that was the reason. I just I wanted to give it to Todd, and then I figured I'd, I'd throw it out there. So. Okay, here we Who go. Yeah. Maybe it's out there. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and Tyler should know you don't put Chris in Syracuse on hold. Oh, that's, 
That's what I always liked. I always like I always stayed on whether it was two and a half hours or whatever. <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta. I'm a caller, man. You gotta. Okay. Yeah, you do All right. So we haven't heard from. How long has it been? It has been, my mom went to the nursing, it was no, like November 2nd of of 2012, so it's almost 10 years. <laughs> wow. Of course. <laughs> Can you uh, believe it? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll never forget, you were great. You, ah, well, you guys, you, you, made, I just followed your example, and one thing, if callers are listening, Dan, you give the subtle hints, man, just... You give them all the time of how to be a good caller, and I just always tried to follow it and be respectful. And, yeah, show's great. And that Marvin's, I, I hear him, he's a great addition. He he fits in very well with uh, with uh, Fritzy, uh, Seaton, and uh, Polly. All right. Um, so. Yes, Paul. I, I have a theory why Chris, Chris, great to have you back, uh, called in today. Right. It, it is the 15th anniversary of this incarnation of the show. 15 years ago today was our debut in 2007. And I think maybe osmosis or something. Chris mm. knew this and decided to call in on this very, very special okay. day. Okay. All right. Maybe. I don't, that's probably the day Dan was skimming the pool, right, or something. That was way back when. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So here's Chris in Syracuse with a mock headline 10 years after the last time he called us. Roger that. Judgment Day has arrived. Hey, you might have waited a couple more years to call in, Chris. <laughs> Good to have you back. <laughs> in true show form. Yes. <laughs> wow. I'll talk to you in uh, 30 minutes. Yeah. Great to, great, great to have you. Uh, stay on hold there, Chris. I want to send you some uh, updated gear. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast 
NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Judge hitting 310 after the one hit in game one. That's Michael Kay with the call, the Yankees play-by-play announcer for the Yes Network. We'll talk to him in a moment. Stunning design, unmatched intelligence, and a compact, ready-for-anything build, sometimes exceptional is the rule. The 2022 Mercedes-Benz GLA, member of the unrivaled SUV family. Learn more at MBUSA.com as we bring in the aforementioned Michael Kay. Is that the first time you've heard the call since you made the call, Michael? No, I, I heard it last night because we played it a couple of times coming back from break uh, in the later innings. Uh, when you know that there's history that can be made, how do you treat each at bat as the announcer every time Judge comes to the play? You know, it, it became a little trying for everybody, and I'm sure for the viewers as well, Dan, because, you know, you're doing television and you know that this is going to be a standalone at bat if he hits the home run. So you've got to, like, layer all the important parts of what's coming up and, you know, we were also welcoming in a national audience that was joining us on ESPN and on MLB Network. So there was a lot of uh, that bookkeeping to do. So after a while, it, it got really, really old. What kind of criticism was attached to this home run chase? In terms of my calls or the home run chase? I think everything that's involved in it, I think there are people that probably have wanted to free their conscience that, hey, I fell in love with Bonds and McGuire and Sosa, and now I can move that to the side, and we got a clean home run champ. Or 
you know, you're breaking into programming. Nobody cares about Aaron Judge or the Yankees. So I, not that yeah. you can control any of that. Well, it's interesting, Dan. We live in a world, I think, where negativity really has a louder megaphone than anything positive. So, you know, a lot of people were saying, uh, and, and it was spurred on by Roger Maris Jr., who is a real gentleman, that this is the real record. It, it's, it's not the real record. Even Aaron Judge says it's not the real record. The real record is Barry Bonds. But the beauty of sports and the beauty of those numbers is that you can actually make the decision for yourself. If you think that it's Judge's 62 that reigns supreme, then that's what you should believe. But to say that it is the official record, I mean, there's a record book that has Barry Bonds at the top of it. So that was certainly uh, something that we heard a lot of. And then, you know, especially during the Saturday broadcast, Dan, when we kept breaking <laughs> out football, Sean McDonough, uh, a friend of mine, made a snarky comment as well. One time we cut into NFL Live in the first game yesterday, and they cut in for Kyle Higashioka's at bat. So, you know, not... I, I, I guess everybody that wanted to see it was probably watching Yes or the MLB Network, and those that didn't want to see it didn't want to see it, so they didn't want to be bothered with it. How big a record is this, though? I think it's a big record because it's the American League record, so you don't have to, like, fudge it and, you know, say the clean record or since they've been testing or anything like that. You know, number 61 almost has a romantic feel to it. In sports, not just in baseball, a movie by Billy Crystal, 61. And that number has stood the test of time. So when you break that number after 61 years, I think it does mean something. I really do. Does Roger Maris go away now? You know what? It's funny. I asked a couple of people that. Does that diminish what he did? Uh, I don't think so because it was so dramatic when he did it. And it was a chase between... He and Mickey Mantle, so it captured the imagination of New York and certainly the country as well. And they were beating Babe Ruth's record, and that's probably one of the all-time great names in all sports. So I don't think he goes away, but I do think it takes a little bit of the shine away from the fact that you know he was the American League home run leader. And those that believe that the guys in the National League did it with PEDs or whatever, they could always go back to Maris. Well, now you can't go back to Maris. You really have to go back to Judd. So I think it takes away a little bit. And listening to your call, now this wasn't a no-doubter with Judge. And, no. you, and you let it breathe a little bit because you don't want to have warning track power and you've made this call that you think it's going to be this majestic, this is 62, this is the home run. So what was the strategy there? As, as that ball is in the air, it almost felt like you took a breath and, and, and waited to actually see what was going to happen. Well, I'm glad that I was on TV and not – doing the, the, the game on radio like John, because when you say deep to left, you can take a pause and let the picture tell the story. And then once I saw that it was gone, uh, then I said soaring into history. But uh, yeah, that was not that was not the, the, the home run that you really wanted on that call. Because you know, if it was one if it was like what John Carlos Stanton hit the other day, 457 feet, I mean you could serve a meal on that and still make the call. But this one <laughs> This one was a, a little tricky, and I'm just glad I didn't stumble on it. But I did give it time to breathe because you want to make sure that it's gone. Well, remember when McGuire broke the record? It was a bullet. Yes. It was just a bullet. You couldn't even get, you know, it's high. It's It might be. It could No, it was like, it's gone. It's over. Then what do you do? And that, you know what, Dan, that, that was almost like the, um, the 61st in Toronto. That was kind of a bullet, too. And sometimes that's good because you can't get into all of these, you know, grandiose nonsense that <laughs> you, know, you think that people want to hear. It's just boom, it's a home run call. But uh, this was like a little bit between seventy, uh, between sixty 
and 61, somewhere in the middle of those two calls. He's Michael Kay, the Yankees play-by-play announcer for uh, Yes Network. What impact will this season have on Aaron Judge's future as a Yankee? Well, I know it's going to have an impact on his checkbook for sure. So he turned down $213 million, And I would assume, Dan, that he probably made himself over $100 million more. So that's significant. Now, how does that impact uh, signing with the Yankees? I'd say he's still the odds-on favorite to go back to the Yankees, but I think it opens up a lot of other bidders. I mean, the San Francisco Giants, from what I've heard, would really make a run at him, and that's his hometown team. Uh, you have to wonder, would Steve Cohen and the New York Mets be interested? When when the Yankees were in Boston, I heard whispers that, you know, the Red Sox are getting nervous that their fans think that they're, they're trying to become a small market team. After trading Mookie Betts, maybe they would make a run as well, kind of the reverse uh curse of a Bambino, but I think there will be bidders out there, and I, I he's played it so beautifully, Dan, and close to the best, so I don't know if he's going to take a little less to stay with the Yankees, but I will I will tell you this, if it gets silly, you know, everybody has said, well, the Yankees have to sign him no matter what. Well, that's not how the Yankees do business. It's not a no matter what situation. If it gets to be a line that's crossed that they go, well, we don't want to give him 11 years, they'll, they'll walk away, and I think that if they undercut him, he'll walk away. So I, I think it's it's going to be a very fascinating uh, conversation between the two sides come uh, come November. What what would his legacy be if he left the Yankees after this season? You know, I, I hear that on the radio show so much. It's like it's callers call in, and it's almost like they're afraid to fall in love. You know, you know, it's like a summer romance where Olivia Newton John's going to go back to Europe, and then you're stuck in Greaseville. So it, it might have been a great summer, but do you really appreciate it as much unless you stay with that person forever? Uh, I think I think fans are torn. They really are. I think it would still be a magnificent season, but if he doesn't come back as a Yankee, I think in Yankee war, it will probably be tamped down just a bit because he's no longer – fans will think he's no longer one of us. I always wonder, and, and we've seen players who don't fit into New York – their personality doesn't fit. Um, Judge, I don't know him, but he seems to be, you know, pretty even keel about most. You know, he showed frustration throwing his helmet the other night, which I was surprised at. But for the most part, he seems to have a temperament that can deal with all of this. How important has that been for this season and really the maturation process of him? Well, I think if you went to a laboratory and created the perfect player for New York, it would probably be Aaron Judge. You know, he says the right things. He deals with the media very, very well. Uh, he works from the Derek Jeter playbook where he's not going to give you all that much, but he's going to give you enough time that you feel that you just got enough to do your job. Uh, doesn't treat people poorly. I've never seen that. And one thing that I've noticed about him, Dan, he's so unbelievable with children. And he's unbelievable with children when even when there are not cameras around. You know, I took my seven-year-old son – to spring training this year, and he got a chance to meet him. And, you know, he gets down. He literally gets down on the level <laughs> of the child and is looking in their eyes and talks to them and really asks them questions. And a lot of athletes don't have that. And if they do, it's eyewash. But this guy really seems like he, he cares about kids and, and, and the impact that he has on children. So he's been, he's been amazing. He really has been amazing. And uh, he, he, the, the fact that he didn't flinch at all, Dan, when he turned down $213 million, a lot of guys would have put a lot of pressure on themselves, you know, betting on themselves. You've heard that phrase so much now. Well, he bet on himself, and, and he really he won big, 
And that there's something to be said for that when you do it in New York. Remember, the first 13 games of the year, Danny had one home run. So everybody's going, oh, it's affecting him. Well, it didn't affect him. The only the only time I ever saw him be affected by pressure this year, Dan, was what you just mentioned. First game of the doubleheader yesterday when he slammed his helmet into the bat rack. I've never seen that from him in six years. I think it was starting to get to him because it was a, an individual achievement, and he's a total team guy. Who do you expect to play in the World Series? Mm. I, I think it's going to come down to the Yankees and the Astros in the American League. Can the Yankees solve the Astros? I don't know. The Yankees have a really tough road ahead of them, Dan, because they don't have a they don't have a closer. I mean, they're going to have to do you know closer by committee. That's really hard to do over the month of October. Um, I, I think you know how do you bet against the Dodgers? So right now, I'd say the Dodgers and the Astros. But if the Yankees somehow figure out the bullpen aspect of it, I could see the Yankees knocking off the Astros. Is the the hatred for the Astros over? Not in New York. <laughs> and probably not in L.A. either. <laughs> not in L.A., not in New York. But I think around the country, yeah, probably wanes just a little bit. But uh, in New York, I mean, they'll just break into the uh, Altuve chants. And, you know, it's like Red Sox fans or even anybody in Boston during a Bruins game. The Yankee chant comes up, so I don't think the uh, I don't think Yankee fans will ever ever forget that. I'll leave you with this. I'll give you the future of Aaron Judge, or the future of Shohei Otani. Mm. Otani's younger, so I probably take the future of Otani because he's younger, and he's making thirty million dollars off arbitration. And you know how I love money, Dan. So I think that Judge will get about forty million a year, and I think Otani, when he becomes a free agent after next season will probably command $50 million a year. <laughs> oh, my God. How would George Steinbrenner deal with today if, if if he came back and you say, you know, George, that guy's going to cost you $50 million a year? I think he had a way to uh, he had a way of adapting, Dan. I, yeah. I think he would have a way for sure. And I, I think the team would be completely different. You know, Hal, I think he's done a great job running this team, but he's very he's a very business-like guy, and that's the way he runs the team. But – if George is running the team right now, I'm sure that Bryce Harper would be on the team and Manny Machado would be on the team. All the big, you know, shiny items on the on the shelf, George probably would have got to the, come to the Yankees. How how close was Seinfeld to capturing Steinbrenner? Um, probably not that close. Uh, he was not goofy like that. You know, he was impetuous, but he wasn't goofy. You know, the the Larry David voice and everything kind of caught the timber of the voice, but, you know, he, he wasn't running around screaming for calzones or anything like that. So I don't think they totally got him, but in a comedic sense, they certainly, uh, uh, you know, I, I've been told that in comedy, you just kind of expand, expand, expand to make it funny. So they kind of expanded off the germination of the character, but that that wasn't George. There wasn't that much goofiness. Michael, great to talk to you again, and great job with the call, and good luck in the postseason. Thank you so much, Dan. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern, or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com, or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I think Florio was a lawyer when we first started 15 years ago. You were, is that right? You were a lawyer? You weren't even in this business 15 years ago? I was in the business. I was practicing law and I was in the business. You started inviting me on foolishly about 15 years or so ago. And I remember when you left the mothership, Fritzy would invite me on and I still didn't quite understand why. But yeah, I was doing both jobs kind of full time until NBC came along in 2009. And that's when I escaped the practice of law forever. He's uh, Mike Florio. He runs the website Pro Football Talk, also Pro Football Talk Live with Chris Sims that precedes our show on the program. All right, recap the week. What has stood out so far since Sunday's games, Monday's games? Well, I know what stood out to me. It's not standing out to the NFL or the NFL Players Association, but, Dan, we're still in the aftermath of this Tua Tonga-Bailoa situation, and we were horrified by what we saw on Thursday night. 
We were stupefied by what we saw the prior Sunday. And then Sunday night, Cameron Bray to the Buccaneers slams his head into Chris Godwin, lands on the ground, struggles to his feet, runs off the field. Two plays later, he's back in, maybe three. However many plays it was, he's back in without ever being checked for a concussion. They check him at halftime, he's got a concussion. He's out for the game. And the league's position and the union's position is the spotters who are paid to be monitoring the activity believe that Cameron Brait clearly hit his shoulder, not his head. Our lying eyes would say otherwise. And it's amazing to me that of all the times that the NFL should be as buttoned up as it could be when it comes to flagging potential concussions, it would be in the first primetime game played after the primetime game in which we were horrified by the sight of Tua Tagovailoa in the fencing posture and stretched it off the field. And, Dan, what's going to happen is it's getting brushed under the rug. It's all going away. But it's a sign that there are real issues still with the NFL's concussion protocol, maybe issues they can never fix. But this one is not going to be given any time of day. They don't want any more heat in a hot kitchen. They're already dealing with enough with Tua. They're just going to pretend this thing didn't happen, even though it did. That is amazing to me. And there isn't a damn thing we can do about it other than say, this is amazing. I can't believe they're doing. And I was told yesterday that now they're going to go the opposite. There's going to be an overreaction, an overcorrection with protocol. That is going to happen uh, probably later this week. And also, you know, the Dolphins doctor is not checking Tua for the concussion. He's checking him for the back. So the neurologist paid the price by saying, hey, he doesn't have a concussion. You know, the Dolphins doctor got off here. Like, all right, you checked him for his back, which is supposed to be the reason why he stumbled a couple of times, and then you put him back into the game. It felt like somebody had to pay the price. This unnamed neurologist, because I was told that the NFL didn't want to embarrass him by mentioning his name that he lost his job, but that's sort of what's playing out here uh, and will over the next day or two. Well, that's right. And we should be getting some sort of an answer. We've been promised transparency. Now, how accurate will the information be? I don't know. And Dan, one of the big questions is whether or not anybody even looked at the video of Tua Tagovailoa stumbling and being held up by a teammate. The protocol requires the doctors to review the video. I can't get anyone to tell me with any degree of certainty that they actually did. And as I've said this and written it, no one has contacted me and said, hey, you're barking up the wrong tree here. And trust me, they're not bashful about telling me that if they think I'm barking up the wrong tree. Nobody has said, you should quit talking about the possibility they didn't watch the video, but how astounding would that be? And Dan, here's what I think it all comes back to, and this is gonna piss people off at 345 Park Avenue, but I think this is the fundamental truth. And this is why Cameron Brait is being swept under the rug. You got an existential threat to the game here as it relates to the supply of young football players. And if I'm a parent with a kid playing high school football and I'm watching these NFL games and I say, even this state-of-the-art structure for protecting players doesn't work, how can I expect the local high school sports conference to protect my son and get him out of the game when he's banged his head? If the NFL can't do it when Cameron Brait bangs his head with 22 million people watching and 22 million people seeing it, how can I ever fully trust that my son is safe on a football field. And I just thank God my son's at the age where I don't have to run that analysis through my brain right now because I'm not sure what the end result would be. Yeah, but you have the players are going to continue to lie to stay in the game. Dan Orlovsky was with us and yesterday, and he said, yeah, if I was 24, I'd be lying. Drew Brees said, I lied all the time. I'd even lie to my wife. 
Uh, what's Tua saying when he goes to the sidelines? He's probably saying, my back, I, you know, he didn't want to come out of the game. So how do you get players to understand how can we protect you if you don't help us protect you? Well, but they're never going to. There's only a small handful of players who have the luxury of tapping out and not worrying about their job. I remember when Ben Roethlisberger did it in a Steelers game in Pittsburgh seven, eight years ago. He was heralded for doing the selfless thing that was for the good of the game. Yeah, because he doesn't have to worry about getting Wally pipped. Everybody else has to worry about that, and especially Tua. In a year where he's got to prove not just ability, but durability. And that's the other thing that doesn't get discussed here with Tua. He's got an obligation to protect himself on a football field. Drew Brees protected himself. The smaller quarterbacks. I remember the first time I was ever at an NFL-related function, and guys like Dan Marino and Boomer Esaias from there, it's like, holy crap, where's the beanstalk? Like, these guys are huge. They're giants. And Drew Brees, normal size. Russell Wilson, normal size. Tua, normal size. you got to get rid of the ball. you got to avoid getting ragdoll. You know, that hit... 6'5 guy isn't going to go down the way that Tua went down on Thursday night. A guy who's 6'1", which means he's 5'11", 190, which means he's 175, he's going down in a very violent way. So that's part of it, too. But that makes it all the more important, Dan, because we know we're not going to get the truth from the players. The structure has to be in place where it accepts we're never going to get the truth from the players. we got to have another way to find out what's really going on inside their heads after they take an impact to the skull. He's Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk. Uh, the report came out from the New York Post, which is owned by the Murdoch family, and they own Fox, and Tom Brady is employed by Fox, so they've got the information that they've been reporting about Tom Brady's marriage. Um, is, this, is this fair game now to talk to are, – are you allowed to, in a sports setting, talk to Brady about what's going off the field – and, and could that affect him on the field? I wrote something about this a couple of weeks ago because CNN got involved in the Tom Brady personal life beat and reported that Tom and Giselle were living separately. It's like CNN's reporting? No, like what, what kind of strange world is this? But when you're talking about somebody who lives an inherently public life, and he was asked about it generally a few weeks ago, does it bother him? And he understands. You can't have it both ways. There are plenty of guys in sports who have this attitude of, hey, everybody, look at me. Wait a minute. What the hell are you looking at? You can't have it both ways. If you want that attention and all the money that comes from it and all the adulation and praise, you can't pick and choose what people look at. And Brady gets it. And hey, if we're going to be obsessed over whether or not his finger is affecting his performance, his shoulder is affecting his performance, I mean, the guy disappeared for 11 days of training camp, and we never got a straight answer why. If there's some turmoil in his personal life that potentially affects his performance, that's relevant. The Buccaneers' entire team had to go to Miami last week, and they all stayed in a hotel with kids and pets. It was like Noah's Ark there, and they lost the game. And Todd Bowles, the head coach, was saying last night on the Buccaneers radio network, we couldn't focus. So, yeah, anything that keeps a guy from focusing on the task at hand is fair game, especially when it's one of the highest profile athletes slash celebrities married to somebody who is extremely high profile. I think it does become fair game. And when the Murdoch family's newspaper is reporting this, when they're ready to pay him $37.5 million a year, I think that does make it fair. Yeah, I was wondering about that because there were uh, members in our profession who were critical of us prying into Tom Brady's life. I And I always go back to Tiger Woods. When Tiger was, whatever was happening off the golf course, 
until it affected him on the golf course, then I, I wasn't interested in that. I, I wanted to be fair. Brady missed practices. Now it becomes something more than that. And I asked Brady about this months ago when we were on a conference call and we got to ask him a question. And I asked him about, I was 50 when I decided to go home. I knew it was time to leave ESPN. I said, you know, you got to eventually go home. Like, when do you, like that tug of war that you and Giselle have. And he kind of pushed it off and said, well, I don't know if they want me at home all the time. But then he did answer it later, and he got a little emotional about it because he's, he's addicted. We all have addictions. He's addicted to football. And his wife said, I want you to come home, and he decided to come back and play football here. So it's a real thing. It's just I don't know how forthcoming he's going to be in a press conference if they lose to the Falcons this weekend. Is that fair game? Like, it feels like the door is open. Can you ask him questions and still be keeping them in a sports-related manner? I think it's all fair game at this point because he's already said he understands it goes with the territory. I don't know that it's fair to ask him if he throws three interceptions against the Falcons is the fact that you and your wife have hired divorce lawyers the reason for you throwing three interceptions. But I think it's fair game for general questions in his midweek press conference, which usually happens on Thursday, and just for analysis like, hey, this guy is dealing with stuff that no NFL player has ever dealt with. He has stretched the rubber band farther than anyone ever has. The tank is well below E. Everything with him is uncharted waters. And we don't know, he doesn't know, nobody knows where it goes from here. And it is fascinating, and you just can't look. If you're going to have this huge social media platform and you're selling underwear and crypto, how in the world can you run and hide when there's some big deal like this that causes you to disappear for 11 days of training camp mm. and no one will explain, and they try to act like it was all pre-planned and nobody believes it was pre-planned? It, it, it's just a reality show that is playing out for all of us to see, and it directly affects the performance of the player, which directly affects the performance of the team. And you got all the DraftKings and FanDuel commercials for people to bet. And they're, they're making bets based upon how guys are going to perform. I think it is fair game to talk about it and wonder how it's going to affect him. Before I let you go, um, is there a coach that's on the hot seat? Oh, Matt Rule. Matt okay. Rule. Matt Rule will be lighting the Yule log. <laughs> so a, a rule instead of a yuletide it's a that's right. a, a rule tide law how's he gonna last dan they, uh, baker poor baker mayfield he made a four and a half million dollar bet on himself we love it when guys bet on themselves because it's not our money he made a four and a half million dollar bet on himself all things told when he took the trade to carolina thinking he's going to have the kind of year that sets him up for a big contract uh through four weeks he's got a lot of work to do and you know, when Ben McAdoo's the offensive coordinator, all due respect, I mean, it's kind of hard to find a good offensive coordinator when the offensive coordinators who are being considered know that everyone's job is riding on this guy getting it done. So you're getting down to choice five, six, or seven. Matt Rule, I know he says he's not concerned about it. Well, maybe he's not. Maybe he's past it because it just feels like it's a matter of time before David oh, Tepper yeah, absolutely. says see you later. But can Nathaniel Hackett be on the hot seat this early in his coaching career? Well, I think that he could be one and done. Every time a coach gets fired after one year, we've got a post at PFT that we dust off and update to remind everybody that it happens a lot more often than you think. You got new ownership that did not hire him, and we've seen some fundamental flaws 
in game planning, in game execution, decision making, not making decisions quickly enough, making bad decisions. And, and these folks who come from Walmart, where they have put together a multi-billion dollar company, a company that has like they've got like everybody in that family is a billionaire. That's how much money this company has made. They're not going to screw around, Dan. That In the time that I have been explaining to you, Nathaniel Hackett's status, Walmart has made enough money to finance his buyout and then some. They won't hesitate to say, see you later, Nathaniel Hackett. Always great to talk to you, Mike. Thank you. Good talking to you. Congratulations on the 15 years. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.